Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, who feels great. He doesn't have a cold, and that's an inside joke, Mr. Adam Zalouf. Today's guest is one of the best people I've ever met. Uh, he is a three-time world champion kickboxer. He is in the Guinness Book of World Records, which we will get to. He was 68 and 8 with 37 KOs in kickboxing. He also was a professional boxer as well. But like I said, we've had a lot of good times together all over the country, and I'm so glad to have him on the show. And that's Bernard Swiftkick Robinson. Bernard, what's going on? Hey, nothing much, man. Man, it's always a pleasure to hear you, champ. Thank you, brother. I tell you what, as great as Bernard is, I, I've nobody can be mad at him. But I tell you right now why I'm mad at Bernard. Years ago, he moved from Pittsburgh to Tennessee. I used to see Bernard several times a year. As I said, we had a lot of fun together. And when he moved, man, I, I was heartbroken. I felt bad because uh, I knew I wouldn't see him too much. But hopefully Bernard will be able to hook up again physically one of these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking All forward right, to it. Yep, me too. All right, let, let's start off right from the beginning. How, how old were you whenever you said, I want to be a pro kickboxer? Oh man, I was about uh, oh, I was about maybe like twelve, but I started when I was nine years old. But you know, to to be a fighter, it just took a lot of work, man. I didn't know how much. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, if you well, that's a that's a good point. If you knew how hard it was. Like with me with baseball, if I had known all the hell I had to go through, you know, maybe I'd have still, you know, I, I'm sure I still got gone after it. But when you realize how hard it is, uh, the the road that you have to travel, all the bends and curves and ups and downs, do you think you still would have gone after it? You know what? I, um, you know, I'm one of those type guys that, you know, if I set my mind to something, I'm going to do it regardless of, uh, you know, regardless of how hard people think and or say it is, I gotta find out for myself. I'm one of those type of people. You know, to just I just go for it. I, I think whenever you chase something at the beginning and you look at how daunting it is and all the obstacles and you say to yourself, There's no way in hell I can do it, but once you chip away at it and you eat away at the elephant, you know, piece by piece, and you 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 create, you accumulate wins, you say, oh, yeah, I can do this, I can do this, and and, and you definitely did that. But one thing I always wanted to ask you, why, now obviously we'll get to the boxing later, but why didn't you box first uh, to go to the professional boxing? Why did you choose kickboxing? Well, you know, uh, that was that was presented to me before the boxing aspect of it was. And now, and I'm gonna tell you this, this very short story, um, as a, as a, um, as a karate, as a Taekwondo karate, they considered that back in the day, uh, a white collar sport. Boxing okay. was a blue collar sport. So, um, I didn't know what any of this means back then, but now I, I, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? There wasn't too many, um, African-Americans that was doing the karate, the Taekwondo, because you had to pay for those lessons. 
where boxing, you can just walk into a boxing gym and just, you know, start, you know, start learning to box. And, uh, you know, without any uh, commitment, just walk in there and just start boxing. <laughs> so but they didn't have all that in the, uh, in the uh, kickboxing or uh, karate world. You know what I mean? You have to pay for those dues. And a lot of those people, uh, you know, couldn't afford that at the time. It was only 25 bucks a month, but a lot of the people couldn't afford that at the time. Sure. So, uh, yeah, and that, that's how we considered a uh, white-collar sport. So Now, when you announced your goals and dreams, uh, how was your your family or, or your circle of people in your world at that time? Were they supportive? Did they think that uh, you were crazy? What did they think? What did they say? Well, you know, I was I was I was going to I was going to college and and um, I was going to be a PE teacher and um, I got a great opportunity and um, I just went for it, man, and 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 left school alone and just went for it. And um, <laughs> that's what you have to. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? I can always go back to school. I, I it was just an opportunity that I didn't want to pass up, and I wanted to give it a an honest an honest run. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Now your climb to winning your first championship. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Hey, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was ranked number four in the world. And, um, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, in line for a, a world title fight due to the fact that I was ranked number four in the world. The number one guy had just fought the number two guy. And the number uh, three guy had just fought, so you can't fight uh, within 30 days apart, you know. So they was looking for someone to fight. Uh, to, David Okamoto had to defend his title, so he had to fight somebody in the top ten. Nobody heard of this, this swift kick guy. They just wanted to give me an opportunity, you know what I mean? Yeah. They gave me an opportunity. And uh, believe it or not, champ, hey, man, we took that fight on a three-and-a-half-week notice. <laughs> wow. And, what, and tell was, us – Tell us about the fight. I mean, uh, what oh, was it? Tell us all about it. Uh, the fight was it was a great fight, man. I fought David Okamoto in Tokyo, Japan. It was back in 1993, and um, hey, man, it was it was a good fight. Uh, hey, the fight could have went either way, but you know, I I, I I walked away with a decision, and I was I was happy. I never looked back after that, and uh, it was just it was just great times, man. That, that, that's what it was. It's something that uh, I'll cherish for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Well, tell us about that. When I, I've watched numerous boxers over the years, whenever they, especially on a unanimous decision, a knockout's one thing, but on a decision, I should say, like Vinny Paz, he won his first belt, uh, Pazienza, June 7th, 1987, against Greg Haugen. And when they announced his name, he just almost collapsed. I mean, you could see yeah. all. Every yeah. all the air coming out of him, uh, you know, of, of happiness. What were your thoughts and feelings? Same, same thing, man. It's just like I could not believe. Hey, you know, I had everything to uh, gain, not nothing to lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just went up there, man, and just did what I had to do to keep going. You know what I mean? And um, it was such a relief from people saying that I should, I should get a job, I should quit doing this, I should get a job, and. And I guess I should do this. I should do that. But they didn't understand how uh, big my heart was, and and what I, my I'm, my passion was this. Uh, just my passion to overwhelm for this sport. And um, 
it just it was just it was just so overwhelming i finally achieved my goal but you want to know something uh, uh something that no one ever knew uh two months after that i got depressed mm, why is that well, you know, you're the world champion and you're thinking now I'm going to have all these great opportunities and all these great, uh, great, uh, great fights when no one was no one was um, challenging me. It's like, yeah, the hit the guy with the orange vest on you in the woods, hit the guy with the orange vest on. None of that. None of that. Wow. None of that was happening. So I, I, I didn't I didn't know what to do, man. I was like, well, I'm world champion. How come nobody's challenging me? How come nobody's challenging me? Because. It, it was just it's one of those things man it's all politics and the governing body didn't assist in like for example the number one contender hey you're a mandatory to fight for the belt none of that happened well you know they the, uh, apparently the organization the organization was going through uh, um, a turnover you know and uh, you know I just couldn't figure it out but I just so uh, I left that organization and fought for another organization. And, uh, you know, it's just like the alphabet soup now, man. Um, you know, boxing got ABC, all these, all these different titles and organizations. But sure. what really matters, you know what I mean? And uh, how long was it before, okay, you won your championship in 93. How long was your next fight? When, when did your next fight happen? Uh about five months later. Mm, okay. Five, yeah, five and, and that hurts. Later. That hurts your momentum. You know, you you want to get yeah. back in the ring and make money too. Exactly. Exactly. People don't understand. Uh, you know, we don't have a. Uh, <laughs> we don't. We don't have a. Uh, what do you call that? A, big, a long window or high window or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's a short yeah. window. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, sir. Exactly. Yeah, man. We got We got to keep busy and and make as much money as we can to be as active as we can and and. And because, you know, the body can only take so much punishment. Yeah. You know, I, I just got done doing our boxing show, uh, which I, I got to have you on that show as well. But um, the boxing authorities and we were talking about uh, Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokey Jim Frazier, our, our, our guys on the show. We were talking about Keith Thurman, who is fighting soon against uh, Mario Barros. Keith Thurman has not fought, I believe, since 2019 against Manny Pacquiao. Now, here he is going to fight again. Now, to me, your timing is going to be off, not just offensively, Bernard, and you would know this better than I, but also defensively. You you might not be able to move out of the way of a punch. Am I wrong? He seems like he's going to have some ring rust. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. He better better, uh, spar somebody that's young and that's, that's hungry and that can move. You know what I mean? Those guys that you bring to camp, you want them to emulate the person that you're going to compete against. And, uh, you know, you got to get some of those young guys, those young, hungry guys. Hey, man, I, I, I've, had my, I've had my rear end on the camera so many times in training camp. It's good that it happened there, not, not in the yeah. room, you know what I mean? That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, you know, like I said, I, I, uh, people don't think about that. We, we just see what we see. But, like, you, you hit it on the head, you know, if you saw what's five months, especially now in boxing, they fight, like, once, you know, twice a year. But. You know, you, you were a young man, you just won your belt, and you want to defend it, and you want to make money, and it, it, I'm sure it wasn't easy. Now, when you won your second uh, championship, tell us a little bit about that. Um, I, I, uh, it, was, it was a good fight. It was a good fight, actually. And uh, the fight, 
what they call him the foot machine. It was Greg Gallup. As a matter of fact, uh, we fought at Station, uh, down to Station Square at the Sheraton Hotel. Pittsburgh. Down there. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. And, uh, hey, man, it was such a big buildup. And, um, I was man, I was so disappointed because I wanted to give the, the crowd a good 12-round fight. And um, I ended up stopping him in the uh, second round. It just, and you were disappointed? Not, Yes, I was disappointed because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why, champ. Hey, man, this guy they call him the foot machine. I mean, he he could do crazy things with his legs, man. And and I was like, I cannot wait to fight a swift kick versus, uh, you know, right, this right. Guy, you know, yeah, man. And I I just like I was like I was all excited for it, man. But hey, it happens. I'm, I you know it happens. You know what I mean. Hey, but uh, let me t- yeah. let me tell you something. You're my boy, but I think you're crazy. What do they say? You're not getting paid by the hour. Get in and get the hell out. <laughs> That's the way I look right, at it. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but all right. When we come back, want, more. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead. I, I wanted to give the crowd a great show. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? I, I got to tell you something again to mention Vinny Paz again. Whenever I used to go to his fights. I was a nervous wreck. People used to say, man, it must have been a great time to go to Foxwoods or, you know, I said, nah, I hated every second of it until the fight was over because I love Vinny. Right. And I didn't want to see him get punched one time. And, and you would, and some of his, you know, fans or friends or whatever they were, mm-hmm. and that don't mean anything bad about it. I'm just telling you what they, they said, man, I hope it's a good fight. I hope it's a great fight. I told Vinny, not me. I hope it's one punch and you're done. You know, when, when you care yeah. for somebody, yeah. like if I was at that fight for you, I was, I'd be damn glad it was over at the second round. I don't want no 12 round war, you know, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but uh, yeah, like I said, for me, I'm glad it was only two rounds for you. But when we come back, we're going to talk more with the great, uh, in the ring and out of the ring, Bernard Swift Kick Robinson. After we hear from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Laurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. And don't forget about my new show, Monday Night Impact, which is on 5 to 5.30 on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Man City Sports. And also you can check it out soon on my Facebook page. Uh, also, our Boxing Authority, The Boxing Authorities with Smoke and Jim Frazier and Luther Dupree. You can check us out on live.vivetv.network in Pittsburgh, PCTV21 Comcast, PCTV47 Verizon. That's a great show. And uh, what else am I pushing here, Bernard? Okay, my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Morning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get it on my website, ClaudiaRosano.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, and, of course, Amazon.com. Uh, we will be right back with Bernard Swift Kick Robinson. It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern Solutions with the Allergy Care you've been looking for. Gotcha. 
law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, Bernard, uh, we've talked about the two championship fights. Let's go with the third. And how old were you? How, how far from your first championship to your third? Um, like, uh, I was mid, uh, mid, uh, mid thirties, I think. Okay. So a good seven, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. No, more than that. Yeah. Cause you won when you're 23. So maybe about 10, 12 years. Yeah. I've, you know, you know, Claudia, I've had, <laughs> I've had so many fights, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. You know, they, they, hey man, they all run together if you're not careful. <laughs> right? No, I get it. I get it. But but tell us about that third one. How how important? Tell us about the third one and which was your favorite, the, the most memorable for you, or most important? Uh, yeah the the uh, the fight when I fought uh, Booker Pope, they called him the Body Snatcher. Um, we we fought down in Glen Burnie, Maryland, at uh, Michael's Eighth Avenue, uh, down there. Great, great facility, man. And uh, it was a good fight, man. And uh, nine rounds, nine rounds, nine three-minute rounds, man. And uh, uh, man, we just beat each other from pillow to post, from pillow to post. I got the decision. And uh, but the thing about Booker Pope, uh, he's such a he's such a uh, what do you call that? Uh, nice guy, but a bad guy. You know what I mean? He's yeah. one of them guys. I never want to be one of these guys that people go, oh, uh, Bernard Swift kick Robinson, he was a tough guy. I don't want to be that guy. But Booker Pope, the body snatcher, he was that guy. He was that guy. He don't care. Uh, he just wanted to beat you up regardless. He don't care right. how pretty it looked, how, how how bad it was. He just wanted to fight. This guy would fight you on the phone. <laughs> this guy would fight you on the phone booth. You know what I mean? <laughs> just wanted to fight. <laughs> it was a good fight, man. It was a great fight. And, uh, we in camp, we worked on uh, you know a lot of body guys, a lot of sh- hit me in the body, hit me in the body, because that's why he got the name Body Snatcher. So uh, yeah, it was a great fight, man. We're down in Glen Burnie, Maryland, Cliff McPherson, uh, they call him the Hammer. Him and Bob Ryan, Bob Ryan promoted that fight, man. It was a good, good fight. Awesome now, you, fight. You mentioned some nicknames: the Body Snatcher, the Hammer. What was the first guy's name? 
uh, uh, Cliff McPherson and call him the Hammer. Uh, the other guy that you talked about at the beginning of the show who had a great nickname, not Swift. I mean, oh, you were Swift. Oh, the foot, the foot machine. Feet, foot machine, right. Now, where yeah. did Swift Kick come from? Hey, you know what, man? I'm glad you're asking that because people used to call me Quick Kick as I okay. was uh, coming up in the ranking. But technically, you can't trademark that or patent that due to, due to the fact that they have a drink called Quick Kick. Okay. And uh, so we we kept the kick and just added swift, and there with that that there it went. All right, nice. I like that. I like that. And and like I said, nobody else has even come close to that nickname, and that that, that fits you for sure. Now, uh, before we go on to your Guinness Book of Records, well, you know what? Let's do that since we're talking about swift kick. Uh, tell us about the Guinness Book of Records feat. Pardon the pun that you have. Uh, I did that to raise money for children. Uh, uh, and Council of Research Development for Children's Hospital. Wow. And um, uh, my agent goes, well, you know, we should do something like that. And, and uh, <laughs> you should do something like that to, uh, you know, keep your name out there. Because I had retired at this point and I didn't, you know, I, I had retired, you know. So I, I said, you know what? Yeah. So I started just, uh, you know, looking around for things to do. And I go, hey, let's, that's simple. No, it wasn't. Hey, after about eight <laughs> After about eight hours, I was looking for a place to lie down. Hell yeah. You kidding? 37 and a half hours, man. Okay, say that again. How, how long? 37 and a half hours straight? Yes. No, sir. I uh, It was uh, two minutes every hour. So I started off doing um, uh, three hours straight, thinking I'm going to have six-minute rest. Right. No. <laughs> it's just every hour, two minutes. Every hour, two minutes. So, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay, so you did, yeah. So, so you had a little bit of a break, but that's still a hell of a lot. How were you when you were done? I mean, what did you feel like? Oh man, I was, I was, hey man, I was ready to, to collapse. And people were there that were cheering me on, and they were, they you know, they were clapping, and oh man, it just, it was, it was such a relief to get it over with. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> I believe you know? that. If you'd have kept yeah. on, they'd have, they'd have had to have a doing. Uh, do an event for you to collect money for you because you were you were finished. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> now, uh, with your box, your 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 still your kickboxing career. Who was your your Joe Frazier? You know, who was your uh, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury? Who was the guy your biggest rival? Uh, Paul Beaufort. Now, there's a there's there's we have history together. And, uh, uh, man, everywhere I w we fight on ESPN, uh, we wouldn't fight in each other. we fight an opposite, uh, opposite person. I had two of the world's titles at the time, and he had the other one. I'm trying to unify him, okay? Mm -hmm. right. I'm trying to unify him. So we're arguing at each other. We're not fighting each other. We're fighting two separate uh, opponents. <laughs> oh, wow. We're, we're, yeah, and um, so my people wouldn't, wasn't, uh, that was handling me, we, we would not fight him in Canada, and he would not fight me in Pittsburgh, okay? okay. So we, we fought on neutral ground eventually after about 12 years of negotiation, this, that, and the other. But at this point, at this point, champ, we were kind of at our prime, you know what I mean? Kind of sure. going out of our prime, you know what I mean? And we fought on worldwide pay-per-view where we were the main event. And, uh, <laughs> hey, I never wanted to whoop a man so bad. <laughs> And but how'd we, that go? It, 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 terrible for me. 
But it's oh. okay. It's okay. After he hit me with everything but the referee. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something? You know something, Claudia? I wasn't disappointed because I left it all in the ring, man. Sure. Yeah, I left it all in the ring, man. And uh, if I had to do it all over again, I'd change a couple things, but it would still it would still be a great fight. After four rounds, man, after four rounds, uh, the referee goes, yeah, that's enough, that's enough. <laughs> and I was like, you know, <laughs> I, hey, I was waving them on because I've seen three of them. I'm going, oh, y'all, come wow. on, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, was there, man, I just. I just was there so ever after a fight? The fight oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. After the fight was over, no one ever told me that you know, we told you so or that's why we waited so long or or this or that. You know what I mean? He right. knocked on the door and he opened the door and Paul opened the door. He goes, are we good? I go, yeah, man, we're good. If I said no, what would we be able to do? Take me to the parking lot and beat, beat me up some more? <laughs> well, now- hey, but he... He retired after that fight. Um, oh, wow. You took it making, out of him. Yeah, now he's making music, and, uh, you know, he's a very nice guy, man. We, we chit-chat every now and again. So. Did you ever go into a fight thinking, I don't think this is my night. I don't feel good. And what did you do about it? Oh. I, uh, I never, never thought of that, champ. I never really thought. I was just... Glad to get out of the training camp for three to six weeks, sometimes sometimes five weeks, you know, and I couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait, uh, you know, but no, I really never, th- I never thought of that. Oh, that, I mean, that, that's, every- that's good. It's a hell of a time to like Sugar Ray Leonard when he fought uh, Hearns the th- uh, second time. He said, I picked a hell of a night to have a bad night. And that's when they had, <laughs> that's when they had a draw, you know, Yeah. but, um, uh, but okay. So uh, tell us a little bit about the boxing career. Oh man, boxing! Oh, oh man, those guys, man, is a whole different animal. Boxing is a whole different animal, man. You know, I fought over thirty-six professional boxing fights. I fought on the undercard of uh, Bernard Hopkins. I fought on the undercard of uh, you name it, man. I fought on the undercard. But here, here's the thing about the boxing. Uh, if I could, if I could have kicked a lot of those guys, I'd have had a better, better boxing. <laughs> Better boxing outcome. Hey man, but these guys in the boxing world, it's totally different from the the, the kickboxing world. See what I mean by that is this: so you you in the kickboxing world after the fight's over, you walk over, give your guy, you know, you because you have that that martial arts background, it's respect. Sure. And now in the boxing, uh, I fought um, uh, heck, what's his name, Ruben Bell. He had just signed with Lou Duver at the time. Sure. I fought him in. Uh, I fought him in. Um, I fought him in uh, uh, in uh, Martin's West in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, it was on uh, uh, what do you call that? It was on uh, Tuesday night. I think it was Tuesday night fights. Tuesday night fights on USA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It was on Tuesday night fight, and he had just signed with the Dubas, and he was uh, he was uh, I think it was like nine and zero with nine knockouts, and and here I come. I, I think I was like three and three and two or three and seven or something like that. So anyway, I gave him everything he could handle, man. And uh, of course he didn't knock me out. So I walked over after the match was over and I told him, I said, I appreciate the opportunity. He gave me the, the F bomb and, and, uh, really? you know, yeah. 
I just, you know, I, I just, I to me, I'm, I'm thinking that was to me it was, a, it was an awesome fight. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I don't know. That, that, that's when my, my coach go, you know, you can't speak to everybody about, you know, the, the fight afterwards, right. regardless of whether you win or lose. And, and I like kind of lost respect for it at that point. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Did you ever, when you were boxing, did you ever have the instinct to kick? Throw a oh, kick? Oh, I, I did. Yeah, okay. I kicked, uh, <laughs> I kicked. I was fighting in Ohio. And, uh, <laughs> I, oh, man, I forget this guy's name. Uh, I bet uh, you he didn't forget your name. <laughs> yeah. And I threw a kick up. And kicked him, and the referee goes, "Whoa, hey, you can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> they took a point away. They, they told me if I do it again, they disqualify me. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon Brown. Hey, I fought on the undercard of Simon Brown too. I fought Leo Edwards. It was in um, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yeah. Well, and I, 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 uh, as I as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, we've. Had a lot of fun at these celebrity golf events we got invited to, and especially when we were in New Mexico together. So it was it was me, <laughs> you, Grant Jackson, John Candelaria, I, Marv Kellum. I don't know that that yeah. was uh, that was a rowdy group for New Mexico. But I tell you what, man, we went we used to go there. What about I think we went there what three four years in a row, and man, yeah. the fun we had there, the fun we had there. I know, I know, man. And Jim and, Rooker, and was, yeah. Yes, and it was all it was all for uh, a good cause, man. Yeah, and uh, it's it's all about giving back at the end of the day, you know. You know, I I remember one time we were in uh, what was that Martinsville, Ohio? I think it was. I think that's what it's called. And um, mm-hmm. we used to go every year to the uh, Showalter event, if you remember the Jeffrey Showalter event. And yeah. um, so we were. I, I remember you were in front of us. And um, I was behind you. And then if you remember the former Steeler tight end, Randy Grossman was there. Yeah. So so I think you hit a couple balls that weren't too good. And Randy was l- a little bit of a hurry. He said, hey, Bernard, kick the ball. I'll never forget that. I cracked up. He said, kick the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, we, we had some fun out there and um, all those places. And, and, and like I said, I, I miss that. But uh, before we go into the Eric Jackson, Lori, final word. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Tina and your kids. You have a great wife, a uh, great, great bunch of kids. Uh, and, and also tell us about your, your life now. You know, um, it, hey, man, I'm truly, truly, truly blessed. I have one of the uh, biggest gyms in Nashville, man. And uh, I, have, I have an awesome an awesome staff that works for me and with me. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, we got a big seminar coming up. Um, Next month we're bringing in um, Horace Gracie, and I'm uh, okay. pretty excited about it, man. And uh, we do a lot of that, bring in a lot of the the, uh, the old fighters and and to the legends, you know. But yeah, man, uh, Nashville's been good to me since I've been here, man. They they welcome me with open arms. My lovely wife Tina, who I met from Nashville, she's from Nashville. She didn't want to move to Pittsburgh because it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't like it this week, I tell you that. I uh, know, right? So, uh, and my my kids, uh, my kids still there, you know, up in Pittsburgh, and they come down to visit me, and and they hang out and stuff. They go, okay, Dad, I got to go back to Pittsburgh. So yeah, man, things are going great, man. I have a great gym. It's called Swift Kick and my man boxing, <clears throat> and uh, I've had uh, six fighters out of this gym that fights for UFC Fight Pass. 
I had uh, one guy uh, that signed with uh, uh, Al Heyman, and he's, he's a good guy, man. Dennis Okoff. You got to look, look him up, Dennis Okoff. And, uh, he, you know, he's from Guyana, Africa. He de, uh, deflected uh, uh, from there and, and moved here. But now he's in uh, Maryland. So he's down there with tanking those guys, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for our Eric Jackson Lurie final word, Eric Jackson Lurie, criminal defense attorney with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel, call Eric at 412-963-9308. Give us uh, you know, website contact information. How can people follow up with you and uh, see what you're doing? Yeah, just go to Swift, uh, swift.kickatlive.com or find me on Facebook. On my page with kickingmanboxing.com, you know uh, things are going great, man. I just, I just truly blessed, truly blessed. Well, you know, when you invited me, I was, I was honored enough that you invited my wife and me and my daughter to your retirement uh, banquet a few years ago. And you know, everybody loves Bernard, whether it's on the golf course and and, and the kickboxing world or uh, like I said you had fa- uh, family and friends at your uh, retirement event nobody can say a bad thing about you uh, you're a good man I mean obviously you've done a lot in the ring but you're even a 10 times better uh, person and like I said I-, I had a lot of fun with you and hopefully we can have some more fun uh, over the years and I get to see you again soon yes sir I appreciate it. you know hey you got an open invitation you got to come down and stay at the house man I, I know yeah, I appreciate I mean- I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and that, that means a lot. And uh, you tell Tina I said hello. And like I said, we'll definitely uh, continue to keep in touch for sure. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity, man. You got it, brother. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Yes, sir. Right. right. Okay, everyone. Uh, that was the great Bernard Swiftkick Robinson. And I met every word I said. He is a, he's a great fighter, obviously, but uh, 10 times even better person. Um, uh, as always, we want to thank our uh, sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, who Dr. Roscoe is going to be starting a podcast here soon. And when he does, we're going to have him on the show and we're going to uh, pitch, his, uh, pitch his new show. Uh, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Atter- Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. Uh, don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the field and in the office. You can get it on my website, claudiorelsano.com, johnmelvinpublishing.com, and amazon.com. And um, we have a bunch of great guests coming up. Make sure you tune in uh, to the show. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on claudiorelsano.com.
it's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. Gotcha. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. 